super pumped and super excited because one of the fun days interesting days impactful days and sometimes the hard conversations always come on thursday because it has to do with what's trendy good morning everyone this is carol sue aka naughty boss live from a kind of a grayish vero beach along with two Sisters, hey, good morning, everyone. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0. Multitasking on this trending Thursday. The big Apple computer, the, the laptop, the this, the that. And we have some topics to discuss with all of you. We do. But first off, I want to point out your very pretty looking desk in the background. Everything is a little organized. I know you said you were working on that you know that's that's part of what trending is we should always kind of stay organized uh, my desk however does not look at normally my desk is pretty neat right now not looking uh, i've been working around the clock on this hot topic that we're going to talk about today and yes all of our hot topics have a way always of impacting our health and wellness so while over the last 15 months, people were preoccupied, obviously, with the virus, and we've chatted so many times how that impacted our health and wellness, our state of mind, where we were going in our careers, how you had to pivot, how you now had to kind of change the dynamics of the family in regard to homeschooling. Uh, this leads into this very, very hot, when I say hot, I would have to say this is probably a little bit more hot and sizzling than the virus. Could that be? Yes, it could be. Anytime you got and it ties in and it ties in with everything because <laughs> when there's a hot topic, it usually stems from or is on the surface to push you this way, which is a diversion of silly putty. Exactly, exactly. And the point being, when we talk about these hot topics, we are always very clear and concise to let our viewers and our audience know that we have no issue debating, we have no issue with opposing viewpoints, and we welcome that. So if you've got a comment that you want to add on or a question, we encourage you to do. If you are listening on your podcast, and you're not listening to this, you know, obviously when, I, when it's uploaded and recorded, you can still message us because we always, always, especially on a hot topic item, will be doing follow-ups. And this particular, I, I'm gonna say this much before we dive in, this is a topic that is not going away, will be uh, implemented because we always implement things of health and wellness regarding our youth, regarding our children, regarding our babies, children across the planet. You know, we've talked on many, many various subjects and topic matters when it comes to children. Um, but one thing I have to say is when you start talking about children uh, with parents, with grandparents, that anyone has a vested interest in our future, it's a hot topic because it brings out the lion in us. It brings out the lioness in us. It brings out the roar, the demand for change, the demand for outrage. So the hot topic is CRT. Now, if you don't know what CRT is, get from underneath the rock, because this is something that is paramount, not only if you have a child in school, not only if you have a, a grandchild, a niece, a nephew, if you care about children, 
and the future of our country, the future of uh, socially what we kind of chat about, the future of your own faith. This CRT, which means critical race theory. First off, I've got tons of notes. So for all of you who don't know what CRT is, I'm gonna give you a, a, a pretty short version of it. First off, it's nothing new. It's been around for 80 or 90 years. Um, it's, but this would be considered uh, you know, more of a neo-Marxist movement. And this is the contemporary version of CRT. So what is CRT? It infiltrates, uh, first off, it's not factual. CRT is critical race theory. They're theories. There's no fact space behind this. Now, it does incorporate things that are factual, injustices, right? It also impacts um, racism. Now, there is a difference between racism and systemic racism. A lot of people confuse the two. And the reason why they are different is people, part of the narrative now that is kind of infecting our youth is that America is a racist, systemically racist country. Factually wrong, factually wrong. And I'm not gonna get into the facts and debate about that. Do your own due diligence and figure it out and actually do some research. However, racism does exist. Does it exist uh, plentiful in some? I can't hear you. Oh, okay, you're talking to somebody, she was on you. I didn't know she was talking to me. Anywho, uh, racism, does it exist? Absolutely, yes, of course it does. Um, is it plentiful, like in this huge uh, kind of overtaking our world? No, it is not, but it doesn't mean that it's not impacting the world and it doesn't mean that it, you know, we have to have uh, be insightful about it and we have to do our due diligence. Of course, yes, we do. Are there injustices? Absolutely, all of those things are kind of intertwined, but they're using pieces of that to uh, really push the agenda of critical race theory. Now, what does that mean? That means, if, and if you have not been alarmed over the last 10 days of how many states across the United States have had angry parents approaching their board of education and or school committees demanding on, they want information on why curriculum is being changed. So what I mean, how it's gonna infiltrate schools, it already infiltrated universities and colleges. As you know, there are a lot of young adults, young adults that were in college, which is not unusual, I'm just gonna readjust myself, which, which is not unusual to have social injustices, civic right activists speaking out on colleges and universities. It's been happening my entire lifetime all about causes, nothing wrong with that. But we did see a surge in America of anti-American, white supremacist pushing agendas going, you know, really over the last year and a half, right? Ever since this, this you know, maybe the last, not even, not even a year and a half, probably about three years. And a lot of people could not understand how could all these young Americans not love their country, not love their flag, not lo love for what, you know, we stand for as a people you know, they were getting involved with injustices that they clearly did not educate themselves enough. They only heard one narrative, one side. And remember, what does two sisters always talk about? Life is a coin. There's always two sides to the coin, right? Two, there's good and bad, right, wrong, dark, light, whatever. 
So the next phase of CRT, critical race theory, what they do is they put people, the agenda is to put people in boxes. So the first two main boxes are the oppressed is on one side and the oppressor is on the other. Those are the two major boxes that they use with their, with their propaganda. An, oppress, an oppressor has categories. So the one that they focus on quite a bit is a white male. And the whole objection or the whole objective of CRT is to make children and you know adults, but they're, they're going after the children, to be embarrassed by the race that they were born into. You know, what happened to we are all created equally and born under God's and in God's image? Go ahead. I, I gotta say something because in my mind or how I feel about this CRT bullshit, you don't fight racism with racism. Yeah, and that yeah. is not debatable. I will say that I will, again. I want everyone to hear that. Say it again. Don't fight racism with racism because that's exactly what it is. And I will not debate you on that. Anybody that is wrong. Look at the history of all of that. That is something I will not debate. That is wrong. You don't fight racism with racism. And no. I may have told this story before, but <clears throat> the first time I was presented with that was when I was a child. Everybody at school was bullying me because I was friends with somebody who was African-American. I didn't see color. Now, not everybody feels, and I'm not going to get into all the details. I was bullied. Yes, I was bullied about that. You do not fight racism with racism. I will not debate anybody on that. And I'll say that 10 more times. That is wrong. Do your research because this is going down the shitter. It's going down. So I hope you went out to BJ's and stocked up on your toilet paper for those who believe in this CRT crap, because that's exactly what it is. Oh my God, I'm getting hot. Well, you're going to get hotter because there are pieces of CRT critical. Now people, you know, the, the term is CRT. It has been around for 80 or 90 years. There's different versions of it. And then things that broke off from it, different movements that broke off it. I have tons of information, graphics, you name it. I've been studying this basically nonstop. And I'm going to get to that in a moment because when it really impedes and impacts the learning of children and whittles and nibbles and bites off the rights of parents, well, you woke up a sleepy giant because even with the virus, parents had to really uh, discern all the information. They had to discern what was best for their, their family as a whole. But when you start messing around with children and parents and grandparents and anyone that's advocates of children, you're going to get a roar. You're going to, that's what's going to happen. So anyways, going back to the two major boxes of, they call it critical race theory. Again, they will argue the point, but there is this, these are all theories. There's nothing factual based about it. So they have two boxes, right? The first box is the oppressed, the oppressor. So the oppressor could be, is in their minds uh, and in their teachings is a white male. That's probably the epitome of what they hate, is a white male. 
now women actually are in both boxes. Most people did not know that. And the reason why we are in both, as a white female, we are in both boxes. We're the oppressor, uh, we're the oppressed, but no, let's go back. We're the oppressor because we're white, but we're also the oppressed because we're women. So it's like a double, like, okay, which box do we fit in? Who wants to be fit into a goddamn box anyway? So let's be real, okay? So there's two boxes. Then you have, uh, so anyone that's white, all people that are white are in one box. Why would you put white people in a box? Because isn't that racist in it of itself? But this is their theory. So all white people are in a box. And then some of those white people also are in the other box, box which is the, is the oppressed. Who's in the oppressed? Black people. Anyone that is not white is in the oppressed box. A lot, then there's subcategories of this box. That would be transgender. That would be entering all the sexual curriculum that they're also going to entwine. And there's language to it. And I'm going to actually get to a couple of notes that I had, which I know people will be patient with that because there's so much. You're going to, um, a lot of people that have not heard of CRT actually have heard of CRT. And I'm going to tell you why. Because there are trigger words. There are words that have been coined that you might have heard. And I'm going to get to those right about now. Um, and these were coined by a lot of influential people that are on social media, that are on Instagram, that are uh, really pushing this agenda of CRT. And so I'm going to tell you some of the words. The first one being, you know, obviously white supremacist. That's been coined, uh, was coined years ago. Uh, intersectionality. That, that, that's a big word. Intersectionality. White privilege. How many of you have heard white privilege? That is a coin phrase word coined by CRT, but I'm going to get more to it. White fragility. You might have heard that one. Colorblind racism. Inter in internalized oppression. We're going to get to that. Lived experience. Here's a hard one to pronounce, and I hope I, I actually don't mind if I if I kill it because it's such a horrible word. Heteronormality, H-E-T-E-R-O-N-O-R-M-A-T-I-V-I-T-Y. Heteronormativity, I'm not even pronouncing it correctly. I don't really care to, it's not a good word. Gender performativity. Estemic injustice. Now, a lot of times you've heard of it, uh, you know, estemic racism. Now it's estemic injustice. Uh, this, this, this I, I can't even pronounce that one. I'm not even going to try to because it's really. Let me get to it. Uh, C i s cis h e t e r o p a patriarch cis something or other patriarchy. Uh, compulsory compulsory heterosexuality whiteness. Okay. Now, who are these? A lot of these. Um, hold on one second. I got to decline that call. Tina, I will get back to you. A lot of these words and phrases, coined words, were coined by uh, Kimber Crenshaw, Peggy McIntosh, Robin D'Angelo, 
Eduardo Bonavilla-Silva, Patricia Hill Collins, Merlon Adams, Richard Delgado, Beverly Tatrum. So these are influential people and or writers or theorists, whatever you want to call them, that have coined these phrases. So while you might not know what CRT is, right, or why you might know, you know, you really haven't heard about it, which you should, uh, you've, I'm sure, have heard at least one of those. And probably the biggest one that most people would have heard, if anyone is talking to you about white privilege, they are a neo-Marxist part of CRT. I'm, I'm going to just put that out there because that's what they are. So what do they do and how do they infiltrate our children? And why are there so many states across the United States having parents, angry parents, not only parents, teachers, grandparents, anyone in the education department going after their board of ed and or their school committee? Well, because of the shadiness of implementing this certain curriculum. So it's not like when I say, when I say curriculum, it is not that you're going to go to your elementary school and you're going to find out that your child has math in the morning, has science, and then a CRT class. That's not what I'm talking about. What they are doing is they're implementing and triggering different words and they intertwine that into the common core, the common um, curriculum that they currently have. In addition, they're also uh, introducing a new quote, sexual ed, sexual curriculum. Um, and this is through basically through K, so what is K? K is kindergarten, four or five-year-olds all the way up through high school, but they're really targeting younger children via videos and books. Now, age appropriate has to be first and always foremost in any situation, number one. Is it appropriate for a high school level you know, maybe 13 and above, like teenage years, to have a very appropriate conversation, class, curriculum. Yes, but again, it's all about the presentation and how they're wording it. It is a teacher's job to teach and to facilitate learning, encourage the joy of learning, our history, English, science, mathematics, those are the basic things, of course. But now to interject social theories intertwined into these everyday academics is not their job. It is not the superintendent's job. It is not the school committee's job. The First Amendment says that we have rights as Americans. We can govern our own home. And guess what? That includes talking about social injustices, racism, age-appropriate health, sexual you know, topics with your own child in your own home. Amen. Let's all give an amen to that. Absolutely. But to intertwine it on precious young children that are just really learning the stepping stones of going to school, interacting with their peers, so I'm going to give you some very simplistic, simplistic, very simple examples of what they're doing. You can have a five-year-old. Now, this is very typical. A little girl, five-year-old little girl who says, oh, goes to her, her playmate. Oh, you're so pretty. I love your dress. I can't wait till we go to the birthday party. What are you going to be wearing? They would interpret that and they would inject 
the fact that, oh, that five-year-old has got gay tendencies. Is It might be bi. Now, my argument with that is I have no issues with anyone's sexual preference. I think Two Sisters uh, has shown that in, in our guests. We are very eclectic. We, uh, as sisters, we were exposed to the gay community when we were very young, before most people even really knew what it was really about. Our parents always had gay friends. I have no issues with anybody that's transgender. I have no issue with anybody's skin color. I've never, like you said, we've never looked at anybody because of the way we were brought up with. We embrace everyone. Uh, so we don't have a racist, homophobic, any of that fear in our lives. It's never been a part of who we are. So I wanna make sure that I'm very clear on that as well. However, cause there is a but, and this is where the CRT would be all over my behind right now because I'm saying there's a but. So instead of me having that talk and that communication and that dialogue, open dialogue, they would get defensive. And instead of chatting and having a good conversation with me about my butt, which I'm gonna say shortly, they would go into, oh, it's the wonder why you're saying things like this because you're white and you're privileged instead of having that. So they resort to bullying, name calling, coin phrases rather than actually have the argument or debate. So my butt with that is age appropriate. There is nothing wrong with teaching your children of the diversities of our world. Of course you should. There's nothing wrong with sharing different family dynamics. Nothing wrong with it. But again, it should be coming from the parents, not the school, because it's not the school's job to, as some schools are trying to do, change the hearts and mindset of children for these social justices. It is not your job to inflict social injustices or justices. It's not your job. That's up to the job of the parent. So what they've been doing with most people really following the toll line, being compliant over masks and everything that had to do with the virus, this is the next step of that piece to it. So why all of a sudden, this would be a question, why all of a sudden are there so many states across the United States at the same time with the exact same scenario fighting the exact same fight? Why is that? Because it's planned. Uh, this is my opinion now. I believe that it was planned, it was planned uh, agenda. And so I'm gonna tell people key pieces to look at with their schools, which probably most people don't want you to know. Does two sisters everything do by the book? No, we don't. But it's always done with love and passion and for the underdog. And in this case, it is the children. Have you noticed things changing in your school? Do you have a new superintendent maybe over the last year or two? Do you have a new assistant? Uh, are they hiring consultants that once you look at their social media, you see that they're a Marxist for BLM, they're a Marxist for CRT, and they're pushing this, this agenda. Those are all alarming things. Have you noticed that? Now, let's talk about the last 15 months. If you were a stay-at-home parent, forced to stay at home, obviously, with, with everything that was going on over the last 15 months, and you still wanted to be in tune with your school, Board of Ed, school committee, how was everyone doing their meetings over the last 15 months? They were having Zoom meetings, right? Well, you know, if a Zoom meeting is kind of boring, after a while you tune it out or you just get out of it. You know, you, you may be on it for 15, 20 minutes. Most of the time, school committee and ed board meetings are at least an hour, probably longer. 
especially now ending, starting with Zooms during this time frame, because how many people do not know how to run a Zoom? They're a technology challenge in the beginning. Now, I, I've been using Zoom for years, but for someone that's never used Zoom, there was a lot of issues with that. People didn't know how to mute people out. How do you join? But there was a lot of confusion to that. So imagine deciding that you're going to see what's going on in your school, in your town, in your community. You jump on that Zoom. You've been invited. You're excited because now you're actually interacting with adults because you're going crazy because you got your kids at home at school that you were never a teacher to begin with and you're ready to lose your mind. Right? After 20 minutes, a half hour, when you see how unorganized it is, what do you do? Delete, leave meaning, mute. You actually will change your picture from video to a picture and totally turn them out. Kind of what we talked with Elliot yesterday. You're not engaged anymore. So most of the time, school committees and or board of ed have been sneaking in, and I say that very confidently, sneaking in it towards the very end of maybe a little bit of update. Keyword equity, equity. Remember that word equity. And they're interjecting equity committees, an equity consultant, and they are predominantly going after uh, all communities, whether it's a predominantly white community, whether it's a predominantly black community. Now I can tell you this much, I have a lot of African-American, black American friends. I have friends of all colors. And when I talk with them on this particular subject, they get infuriated. Because again, it goes back to the boxes. You're gonna, I am a black American. You're gonna put me in a box that says I'm oppressed and I basically can amount to nothing because of the color of my skin. You've insulted them now. Cause you're basically saying because of the, the color that they were born to, that they should be embarrassed so they cannot amount to anything and that they're automatically oppressed and could never get out of that oppressed state. That is what you're, you're saying. Now, if you were born white, you're privileged, you cannot even understand. But when you talk to any group of color, and I even hate to even say that in this day and age, most people, I have not found one, actually I found one person that is for CRT. Most people are not. They don't like the interjection of the, this, this, this propaganda. Not to say that what some of the stuff that they're saying, of course, of course, we have to, let me get to my notes. We have to empathize with injustices because if you're not, you're pretty heartless, right? Um, there are broad diversities everywhere. And you have to understand that, yes, certain people, you have to understand that certain people were profiled, not as much as I believe that they've been saying, but, but you have to embrace that because it does happen. You have to embrace racism because it does happen. You have to embrace injustices as a woman, even though I'm a woman in two boxes now, you have to understand all that and you have to embrace it and you have to have empathy. But that doesn't mean you gotta just be thrown at into the wolves with it. You make the change by one rule. Can you guess what that one rule is, Jan? Um, not off the top of my head. I think I obviously know where you're going with that, but. The golden rule. Oh, the go oh yeah, the golden rule. Golden rule. Yeah. How about we treat other people the way that we want to be treated? Golden, I guess that's a color. Call it a color rule. I don't care what you call it. But the point being is 
they're pushing and what they're pushing is what they're fighting supposedly about. So we, we, we you know, they're claiming it is systemic racism. I totally disagree with that. Another example that will come up. You have a white couple and they're talking and debating about with, you know, a CRT their, uh, theory, representative, Marxist, whatever you want to call them. And you bring up the subject abortion, right? You bring up the abortion, pros, cons, pro, for, whatever. Whatever view the white male will come up with, instead of, again, engaging in that conversation with them, they're going to automatically, of course you would say that because you're a white male, you're a white supremacist. So they go ahead and they bully and they label and they use these key phrases or trigger words, because what does that do? When somebody's calling you a name, when somebody's bullying you, even as adults, adults bully and shame, shame, you shouldn't do that. But what happens? You automatically get defensive and you're just, well, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, look, hear me out. And, you, and, you, and, and, and they throw you off guard. They're experts at it, at emotional mind games. They're experts. That's why they're Marxists. They're trained. So how are they training schools? How are they implementing these uh, inappropriate sexual ed books, movies? Like they've got little video clips talking about a girl in her vagina and a little boy in his peepee. And, you know, should they touch each other? Like, this is what's happening, folks. I know, I know you're like, whoa, it's happening. And then, and what they do is they find ways and they reach out these so-called experts, they could, and they use a lot of fluff words. Um, they may, they, they actually get away from using CRT, and they'll come up with equity because equity, equity sounds like a sounds like a nice word. Equity, don't we all want to be equal? So they use key phrases, and they're in your system before you even know it. What do they do? So they have webinars with teachers on how to implement these social norms in their head, this curriculum into the normal curriculum. So it's not like you're gonna have specifically a, a critical race theory class. They're using those keywords, phrases. So in other words, I'm gonna give you another example. You're in the math class, right? What would you think you'd be learning in math? You know, the new algebras, addition, subtraction, division, square this, square that, regardless of where you are in the age bracket. So now you're, you're in an elementary, uh, maybe junior high math class. And you know how we have problems, right? You problem solve, it's part of mathematics. And now all of a sudden, this is how they will interject. And they will usually interject, not only with black students or students of color, with whites, with anybody. What is, here's a math problem. You have a white teenage boy, you have a black teenage boy. They are driving in Boston, Massachusetts. Who do you think, what is the percentage mathematically of who's gonna be pulled over by that person that's all about brutality? Now, I'm not, I didn't use the word critical race theory. I didn't use the word officer, but what have I just, as a teacher, just injected into a math class? I'm talking about math. I'm talking about percentages. 
but I'm also changing the language to influence a young mind to, to also do the math. But now, now they're talking about, well, what do you mean? He would, the probability of him getting pulled over by a law enforcement that, you know, might do police brutality and I won't. Well, let's talk about that, Joey and Mark. One of you is white, one of you is black. The mathematically speaking, and they'll go back to the mathematical piece to it. This is how they infiltrate the subject matter of the curriculum without people even actually knowing it. Who's in that classroom? The sponge children, children are sponges, they learn. Is there a parent in that classroom? Is there a pastor in that classroom? Because that's the other piece I'm gonna talk to you about. So what is happening right now in our world? They have they infiltrated universities and colleges. Check, that's off the box, right? Who's next? Let's go after K through 12. Because what does infiltrating youth and babies and young minds? Those are the future generations, right? That are gonna run for office, maybe be active in our communities, Heck, maybe run in a, a state, a state position, a political state position, and or across you know, the United States. You start with the youth. But what is next? Well, they're going to start with religion because religion and CRT is a direct contradiction. And I'm going to explain that. I'm going to get to my slide here so that I'm doing it due diligence, okay? What they do is they have boxes. Now, remember I chatted about the different boxes that they do use. Well, Christianity and critical theory are competing worldwide. You know, again, two coins, right? A coin, life is a coin. Decisions are a coin. Lifestyles are a coin, right? So in Christianity, there are four boxes, creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. Let's talk about the first one. And then also with critical theory, there's four boxes, except their first box is blank. Now, the first box in Christianity is creation, that we are all created equal, regardless of what you are, and I'm not gonna talk specifically about any one religion, so I wanna be clear on that. We're all created equal in God's image. Most people have heard that phrase. We're all created equal in God's image. Under critical race, they got a big fat zero under that one. The fall. Fall in Christian Christianity and really all of hum humanity, and from a Christian's background, we believe that we're born with original sin. That is the fall. But it also means from a humanity standpoint, we're not perfect. We make mistakes. You know, we don't always travel the best road that we should. We make poor decisions. We have sins. Um, that's part of humanity. In their box under that, there is particularly white supremacy, heteronormality, toxic masculinity, oppression, and all these different uh, words that go under that. The third box, redemption. Redemption in humanity. You know, we made a mistake. We screwed up. We stuck our foot in our mouths. I'm sorry for my sins. 
Um, I, I got to do better. I, I, I have to be accountable to myself. Um, but I do know that the hope in the world is that I can be redeemed, that I can be sorrowful and, 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 and be a better person, be a better person in a production manner and in, in, in my community, make an impact. Under their bo box, under redemption, is protest, resistance, activism, education, awareness. And then the last box for, for Christianity is restoration, that we can heal, that we can uh, heal each other to a better, more perfect being. We already know that no one's perfect, right? Humans are not perfect. We're born to be heirs. You know, we, we and, and it's because of free will. We have the, the choice. So sometimes we don't make the right choices. Sometimes we get into ourselves into a situation that, you know, we have to skirt around the issue. Maybe you have to lie. Maybe you're a sinner. But the point is that we can restore each other's uh, hearts and souls and minds by, you know, full redemption with, you know, accountability to, you know, whatever your higher power is in yourself to be better, that we're redeemable, right? Human race is redeemable. In their last box, equity powered reversal, liberation, justice, diversity. So when you see CRT and Christianity, they're totally contradictory. So now take that information and all of what we're chatting about totally impacts your health and wellness. And I'm gonna let Jan interject after I get to this last piece. They're fighting each other. It's almost good against evil, dark against light, uh, humanity against you know uh, dis dismantling of everything that we know. But human beings, we got a cool thing called humanity that we can be redeemable, that we can change. And it does not mean that pieces of CRT should be uh, enlightened. Of course, talk about injustices, talk about racism, embrace that. But at the same time, you can't butt head. So what what what's the next step now? Now if, they, if they've in, infiltrated colleges and schools, and now they're in the K through 12, and that is what is going on. And uh, one other piece I'm going to read to you very quickly. Um, why are again? It goes back to all these different states are at this time right now all fighting the same battle. How can that be? How can that be? And I'm going to go to, uh, let me give me two seconds, and I'm going to show you, I'm going to read you a statement. Uh, let me get to it. Photos, here we go. I'm going to read you a statement from, because actually 27 states, I believe it's 20, we're up to 27 states, have now recently put legislation into law banning CRT infiltrating the school system. So kudos to those states that got some balls. Okay, so Florida, State Board of Education Rule 68-1094-124.FAC, required instructions, planning, and reporting. What the amendment does. Number one, teacher teach, uh, teaches students how to think not what to think. That is like the core belief of CRT. They want to teach children how to think, not give them the ability to think on their own. F 
fosters an environmental where students can think critically and for themselves. CRT does not want your children to think for themselves, okay? They want to implement their propaganda baloney into your child. Protect students from being influenced or indoctrinated, indoctrinated to think a certain way. That's what CRT is. They want to infiltrate, indoctrinate your child to think one way, which the flip side of that is if you're for CRT, I disagree with it. But if that's how you think, and if you want your child to be kind of a robot, then you probably like this. Uh, ensures students receive classroom instruction that is factual and objective. The key piece with CRT is it's not factual. It's theories, people. When we're teachers, you know, not to say that teachers don't think, think want your child or their students to think critically, but you think critically with facts, not with, you know, a social theory. And that's what they're doing. Uh, helps guarantee teachers serve as facilitators of classroom discussion without making students feel pressured to think a certain way. And I'm gonna give you an example of that in two seconds. Provides a well-rounded world-class education that exposes students to multiple viewpoints and perspectives on a library and litany of topics. So going back to the, the one where it helps guarantee teachers serve as facilitators of classroom discussion without making students feel pressured to think a certain way. I'm gonna give you an example of that because I heard it yesterday from a mom. Her 12, uh, I believe 11, 11 year old came home from school. Now the mom was watching, they were watching, you know, I don't know what kind of movie it was, a fun movie. And the mother said, oh my God, I don't know where that actress got that outfit. I want it. I got to go find it. She looks gorgeous. I love the way she looks. Her 11 year old turns to her and says, mom, are you bi? And the mother goes, what? What did she just say? Are you bi? You know, bisexual. Are you bi? This is coming from an 11 year old. Where did you learn that? Oh, in classroom today. If, if you like, you know, a girl and you think she's pretty and you like, but you know, that means you're bisexual mom. Did you know that? Now imagine the mother hearing that BS, number one. And if you're bisexual, again, it's nothing against bisexual people. In an appropriate setting, you have that conversation. A classroom is not an appropriate place to have that conversation. And what I mean by that also, and also she followed up with, I'm married to your dad. We are a heterosexual couple. So she had to go into the whole, what is heterosexual? But she thought, She's not even hitting really puberty yet. She hasn't had her period. Like I wanted that conversation, you know, at a time that I dictated in a setting that I dictated. Now I'm forced to have a conversation because it was already started to chat in a school environment, not my home, not my privacy. So you can imagine that the outrage of parents and grandparents and anyone that loves children and are advocates for children. So the flip side of that is, all this turmoil, why is it going on? So kudos to those states that are taking charge of that. And the whole point being is parents' rights have been whittled away. They've been whittled away for, we've been worked on the last year and a half. You gotta comply, no mask wearing. You gotta, and we can name a whole list of things. We're not gonna do that because this is what we're talking about. How do you think that impacts the health and wellness of a child? and also the health and wealth of that custodian, that parent, that legal guardian. You've now added a whole stress bucket to them. 
And that is what's happening across the United States. Parents are fed up, partly because of the last 15 months that were what we've gone through. And now you're gonna mess with their children. You're gonna mess with their minds. You're gonna, like you said, take that silly potty and mold them. I'm gonna turn it over to you. How do you destroy a nation? You implode it from within with all this bull crap, have everybody fighting against one another. Is that what we've come to? That is not debatable. Not debatable in my book. What is up for discussion as always at the appropriate time to have these conversations about these different things but not in this manner with CRT. So I'm going to mute myself. You're going to go for one second. I've got to take this call. This is the beauty of what we do. Sometimes things happen. Uh, well, let's close it out. Okay. Because uh, I know that we both have a lot going on. Uh, we will definitely continue this conversation. My name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. And I'm with two. And this is Carol, so AKA Nani Boss, live from Vero Beach. We hope we impacted you today with Trending Thursday. We will see you tomorrow. Fantabulous Friday. The topic will be lighter, I promise you guys. You have a great day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.